0: This isn't Grandma's radio show. We talk about slobberknocking fights, grounded bell, rear naked chokes. Plug your ears if you don't want to hear it. It's coming up next. Another brand new episode of Sucker Radio. This is MMA Fight Music Producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Sucker Radio with your host, Jeremy Brand. Be sure to catch all your mixed martial arts news and interviews and updates at www.mmasucker.com. Welcome back to
1: another edition of Sucker Radio here on Sucker.com as well as LastWordOnSports.com. We've got a fantastic show for your listening pleasure. My one guest today, he goes by the name of Agent Orange. His name is Daniel Swain and he will be the co-main event at none other than Prestige FC1 on October 24th. So I'll be chatting with him in a little bit, but I wanted to talk about this last weekend's fight card, UFC 192. It was a great one. There are only a couple of fights that I want to talk about, and they are the co-main event and main event. In the co-main event, Ryan Bader put on a performance of a lifetime against Rashad Evans, People could complain, people could boo, people could hate on me for thinking that he put on a performance of a lifetime, but guess what? He did. He's won five in a row now, and he'd like a shot and to avenge his loss against Glover Teixeira, because you know what? He's not going to get a crack at Daniel Cormier, the light heavyweight champion, because John Jones will likely be back, and, and he'll get that shot, but whatever. Who cares? This is how it works. Ryan Bader making a call out against the guy who he's lost to. He wants to avenge that loss. That was the last loss on his record. So good on him. He looked fantastic against Rashad Evans, who a lot of people were picking in this fight. So good job on Ryan Bader. The main event, it was a bloodbath. This one went back and forth. A lot of people thought the fight went the other way. You know, a lot of people thought Alexander Gustafsson won. Um, three rounds to two. It was a split decision. Dana White didn't agree with the split decision. He thought these judges were crazy for calling it for Gustafson. One of them, at least. But you know what? Cormier was a complete gentleman with the win in his post-fight speech against, um, Alexander Gustafson with Joe Rogan. He was full class. He thanked Alexander Gustafson. He said that that fight made him a better fighter. And for that, he will always be thankful to Gus. Good on him. Congratulations to DC for holding that belt around his waist. And you know what? How can you not love a guy who will put on a performance like that? Both these guys slugged for the fences. Both these guys were doing work inside the cage. And it was a fantastic main event. Was the card great? No, not really. It was alright. It wasn't worth 60 bucks. I, uh outed that change for the fight card, but um, it was a good card overall. It wasn't great. Juliana Pena picked up a a victory um, against Jessica. I looked awesome in that bout. A lot of people also thought she didn't look great. I thought she looked fantastic, did her thing, um, had top position the majority of the fight, and uh, did what she needed to do to get the victory. She called out Ronda Rousey after the fight, which... No, she's likely not going to get next, but why not call her out? Because, you know, that's the thing to do. So right now I'm going to get into...
0: Sometimes these things
1: happen in MMA. And the big news of the week, obviously, Fedor back in action. But against who? Some guy... I don't even know what his name is. His name is J-Deep Singh. He's 29 years old, and he has a 1-0 and zero mixed martial arts record. One victory was for Super Fight League, and uh, he looked pretty good, but he's got like a 50-10 and 10, um, kickboxing record. So he's pretty good. That's the big news of the week. Fedor's opponent was reportedly announced. His name is J-Deep Singh. Other big news from this week, TJ Dillashaw has up-jumped the boogie. He's decided to leave Team Alpha Male and make the trek to a new team in Colorado called Elevation. Now, according to Dillashaw, they're paying him good money, and they've got a stable of great coaches set for Dillashaw. They've got Leicester Bowling as the head coach. They've got Elliot Marshall, who's a black belt under Amal Easton. The guy is a beast, he's a former UFC fighter. He's got amazing jiu-jitsu, and that will be his BJJ coach. They've got a great strength and conditioning coach. This guy did wonders for Shane Carwin. Can't go wrong with making the move out there. And guess who's right around the corner? His good old friend, Dwayne Ludwig. Go figure. Husamal Harris has requested a release from World Series of Fighting. He's asked for a release from his contract, and uh, sounds like he's holding his belt hostage in Brazil. Who knows the case, but that is what's happening. He's doing that. World Series of Fighting has moved their eight-man event, their one-night tournament, from Washington, probably due to commission, over to Phoenix. Good on them. That's what happens. They're making the move over to Phoenix. I don't have anything else going on in this episode of Sometimes These Things Happen in MMA. It was a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am, one. And uh, I want to get right into my guest because this is a great little interview with uh, Agent Orange, Daniel Swain. So we're going to get right into that right now. Joining me now is an old friend of MMASucker.com and Sucker Radio. He is a guy... That is about to step back into Canadian soil. He takes on Kurt Southern in the co-main event at Prestige FC1. Please welcome Daniel Swain to Sucker Radio. Daniel, thanks for coming back to the show, man.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on. I always love getting on there with you guys, so I'm excited to do this.
1: Now, how awesome is it? I mean, you're not a Canadian. You're 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 an American from down in, in Washington State, but you have some serious ties to Canada, um, specifically British Columbia here, but... You haven't fought in Canada in front of the Canadian crowd since, I believe, 2012. How awesome is it to get back into Canadian soil and fight in front of the true north?
2: You know, I I started uh, my professional career in Canada, and uh, I'm excited to get back up there and put on another show for the Canadians. Uh, I love being up there, so I'm excited for it.
1: This will be your uh, one, two, three, four, f- fourth 4th fight in uh, 2015. You've had a pretty active year um actually yeah fifth fight a few canceled bouts earlier in the year um but those four fight these four fights have been like second half of 2015 uh what happened to the early part of 2015
2: i had some fights lined up but uh, i suffered an injury training uh before one of my fights and i was out for a good uh couple months but now i'm back in business and i'm ready to rock and roll
1: yeah, it it seems like a lot of your fights I'm looking at um, Tapology.com. They they actually have a more up-to-date stat on you than SureDog. You you might want to get on that, but um they it shows all the cancelled bouts that have happened as well. I mean, you've had a number of bouts cancelled with M1 Challenge, you had the RFA belt cancelled, the King of the Cage belt cancelled. What do you think it is that that makes these bouts not c- fall through. I mean, it, it, it's obviously not just injury to yourself, but some of these other guys not wanting to take the fight with you.
2: Well, the M1 uh, cancellations, those were it was all for the same fight. I had four different opponents throughout that camp scheduled <laughs> to fight for that one fight. And then, in fact, the last opponent I did end up fighting, I wasn't told that I was fighting that guy until after weight.
1: Oh, my so goodness. So when I got to
2: Russia, we were like, hey, The guy that we had lined up for you again, he's not going to make it, but we got this other guy for you. He's got like four or five fights. Not a big deal. Shouldn't be anything troublesome for you. Then I do a little research on the guy and find out he's a Samba
1: world champion. But, you know, whatever.
2: I went out there and put it on the line and uh, it went to a draw. I didn't agree with the draw, but that's what happened.
1: Did did any of those other opponents, I mean, did you research the guy that you were supposed to go out and fight against uh, in Russia there?
2: Yeah, well, I tried to research them as much as possible. They don't have the strictest commissions over there, so I think a lot of their fights weren't on their sheer dogs or topologies. Um, But, you know, I was trying to research, but every time time I get going on a game plan for the guy I was fighting, I'd get switched out to somebody else. So it was a little difficult to try and prepare, so I just tried to get to the best I could be.
1: What was that experience like? I, I know you, uh, you've you obviously fought in front of your home in, in the United States, you fought in Canada, you fought in Japan as well. What was it like to fight in front of the Russian fans? I mean, that must have been a pretty cool experience, sort of Rocky-esque.
2: Yeah, it was really cool. Um, they didn't like me much to begin with, but after the fight, when they saw what I was made of, they, uh, they became fans. So it was nice to get out there and put on a good show and a good performance for the Russians.
1: You're on a two-fight winning streak now. You fought for King of the Cage and then Super Fight League. What was it like in your last outing? A uh, big submission. You got a KO in the fight before that. Two big performances. Uh, just talk about those two outings and and what you thought of your performances in both of those.
2: You know, I since uh, my loss in RFA in July, I've really had a chip on my shoulder to you know make a real run at it and uh, become the best fighter I can be. And that setback in RFA really motivated me to get to that next level. And Right now, I'm just on a tear. I just want to fight as much as possible, All the best guys in the world. So that's what I'm trying to do.
1: That loss with RFA, I, I know you've told me in the past that, that they love you over at Resurrection Fighting Alliance. You are still signed by them, correct?
2: Yes, I am. Uh, but they do uh, when they can't find me a fighter, it doesn't make sense for them to fly me way out to somewhere. There's not a good matchup for me wherever they're putting on their show. Uh, They let me go fight elsewhere, which is why I've got these last couple fights outside of the RFA. I'm just waiting for the call for them to poke it back
1: up. How awesome is that, though? I mean, a lot of organizations, especially these regional scenes, try to lock guys down to you know multi-fight deals and whatnot. How awesome is it that a home like RFA, which is a true breeding ground for for the UFC and the bigger organizations, it's got to be pretty awesome to be able to fight elsewhere, even though you know you have them riding on your back.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a really great relationship we have uh, as promoter and uh, fighter. They, uh, they're they looking out for my career as much as uh, their career, so it's nice to have them back. It,
1: it, do you have contact with Ed Soares, who, who's the president behind that company?
2: Yeah, well, my original fight with RFA, I signed a one-fight deal, and then after the fight, Ed Soares came. I lost that fight by decision, um, but Ed Soares came up to me and told me that he really liked my fighting style, and I made a exciting fight out of a boring fight. (laughs) So, you know, it's good to have those types of connections.
1: For sure. Now, you'll be coming up, as I said, um, Saskatoon, I believe. Saskatchewan is where Prestige FC is taking place. You'll take on Kurt Southern. Um, He's moving down to 145. What do do you expect out of this guy who's likely going to be a bigger, stronger opponent?
2: Well, you know, uh, of my career, I fought at 155 a lot, so I'm not worried about the strength component. Um, he's a great boxer, and he's a solid fighter, so I'm excited to get in there and mix it up with him. Do I think he can handle what I'm bringing to the table? I don't think so. I don't think he's at the same caliber I am. Uh, so I'm just excited to get out there and do it.
1: With three in a row, you gotta you got to be thinking you know, bigger, brighter, better things, but y- you've thought that throughout your entire career, that you're just that one next step away from the big show. And likely you are, but... What do you think it's gonna take for you to get there? I mean, you you gotta be close. Your record is is great. It's you know, fourteen and five, which isn't too shabby for a professional at your age especially. What do you think it's gonna take to get to that next level? Do you think this Kurt Southern fight is gonna do that?
2: Um, no, I'm not even really looking at that. Right now I'm just looking at the fight in front of me and that's Kurt Southern. Uh, I just want to go out there and put on another great performance for the fans. I'm just enjoying the fight life, man. I'm getting to travel the world and beat people up. So that's that's what I'm about right
1: now. Now you said before we got on air here that that you're just working a little bit. You you still do have a day job that you have to handle things with. Would you like to? If is your ultimate goal to eventually be a full time pro fighter?
2: Oh, absolutely. Well, on top of having a job, I'm also a full-time student right now. I just re-enrolled back into college to a good degree just in case the whole fighting thing doesn't pan out the way I thought it was going to. So uh, I got full-time credits at a college, and then I got a part-time job on top of that and putting my training in on top of that. So I'm pretty busy right now, but you know, I like my life. I'm enjoying it. So, F-
1: Family life as well. My goodness, you got a full plate, buddy.
2: Yeah, well it is what it is, you know, just trying to live out the dream. Hopefully I get to a point with fighting where I can just go to school and fight and pay my bills that way. But until then I gotta work a few hours a week.
1: What's the schooling? What do you what do you what are you falling back on?
2: Um I'm gonna go I've always when I was younger, I always wanted to be a teacher, preferably history, so that's what I'm going for.
1: Nice. That's awesome. Now I know in the past you 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 know, you've tried out for the ultimate fighter and whatnot. At this point in your career is that is that a step you would still like to take? I mean, obviously you said Kurt Southern is the only thing you've got on your mind, but if that option came up, it, are the tryouts something that you're going to continue to try and go do, or would you like to make one of those bigger organizations based purely on your skill and talent that you've proved in the cage already?
2: I think the Ultimate Fighter is a great platform to get on, to be honest, because you, you get so much exposure before you even get a real fight in the organization. So, yeah, I mean, if there's if there's a 145 or even 155 coming up again shortly and it works out schedule-wise for me, then uh, I'll definitely try and make it out there for those uh, tryouts. It's, uh, it's better than getting put on a prelim and no one knowing who you are for the first couple of fights and having to work your way up the ladder when you get dropped in and everyone knows who you are already, so...
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Now you've been doing most of your training now um, at Trevor Prangley's, aka. How have you seen your game change since making that transition to that camp?
2: Uh, well, my striking, I feel, has gone up astronomically. Um, obviously, my wrestling stays at a pretty high level because I get to work out with the college team in Coeur d'Alene, which is North Idaho College, which is, I believe, they have more national titles as a team than any you know, other wrestling school in the nation. So that's a great place to get my wrestling in, and then I've got really high-level Jiu-Jitsu guys. So I'm growing as a, as an MMA fighter every day, and it's nice to have that.
1: No kidding. Now, explain to the fans up here in Canada what they can expect to see if, out of you if, if they come to the live show, um, Prestige FC, which they're bringing back to the table, which is a cool thing. Um, Prestige hasn't put on a fight for quite some time. Um, what can fans expect to see if they're sitting cage-side watching you fight live?
2: fireworks man that's what they can see i always put on a great show no matter what uh promotion i'm on i'm there to fight i'm there to win i'm there to finish you guys so um just expect excitement
1: awesome daniel just let people know where they can get a hold of you in the social media universe anything else you got going on any sponsors you want to give shout outs to thank yous family friends whatever the floor is yours
2: Yeah, man, uh, just follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Swain underscore MMA and uh, like my fan page on Facebook, Daniel Swain MMA. Um, And then I got to say thanks to my gym and training partners for getting me ready for the last couple fights and helping me reach a new level.
1: That's one thing I wanted to ask you. Your gym is taking you to that new level. I know in the past you've cross-trained with, you've traveled, and, and you've wanted to train with other gyms out there. Is that still something that's on your radar? Would you like to go and travel and train with some of these bigger gyms that are across the country and, and, and in other countries maybe?
2: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you can't learn everything from the people around you. you got to branch out to you know, see different experiences and cultures of fighting So. I'm definitely open to that uh, aspect of training. Uh, I do believe that we're planning a trip to go down to the AK headquarters in San Jose this winter as a gym. So hopefully we can get that done and taken care of, and it'll be nice to get down there and train with some beasts like Kane Velasquez, Daniel Cormier, Khabib, and uh, Josh Thompson. So.
1: No kidding. That would be awesome. That I mean, training with those guys would be a blast. That That'd be something that... Check off the bucket list as well as uh, get your training down top notch.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: All right, Daniel, man, it's been a blast. Can't wait to see you back inside the cage. Um, October 24th, Prestige FC1. Good luck. Can't wait to see you in there, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right, buddy, have a good one. Yep, you too. He is Daniel Swain. As I said, he takes on Kurt Southern. October 24th, Prestige FC in the co-main event. Kurt Southern making the drop to 145. Daniel Swain looking to get a third win in a row after a TKO loss at RFA 27 against Scott Thomas. The kid is fireworks. As he said to promote himself for the Canadian fans, he puts on a show. I've seen him live a couple times and I know what he does. He gets in there. He's got great ground impound. pound. His wrestling is fantastic. His stand-up game, as he said, has gotten even better. He is one that you guys need to keep your eye out for. His name is Daniel Swain, Agent Orange, because of the red hair. The guy is going to bring it. So good luck to him on October 24th. I can't wait to watch this. I'm not sure where you can watch it up here in Canada. I'm not sure where you can watch it all around the world. But keep it locked. MMA Sucker will have that news for you as soon as we can get it out. That does it for this week's show. Thank you to you guys for listening. Thank you to my sponsors, ProAmBelts.com, where you can get all your championship belt needs. Floathouse.ca. I'm going to have the co-owner of Floathouse, Mike Zaremba, on the show in the coming weeks. I can't wait for that to talk all about sensory deprivation. What that means for mixed martial artists or jiu-jitsu guys or uh, just your average slouch who's listening to this podcast right now. Um, so look forward to that in the coming weeks. And thank you to bckimonos.ca. If you got any jiu-jitsu needs or grappling needs, bckimonos.ca is your headquarters. Check out MMA Sucker on Twitter at MMA Sucker. Follow myself on Twitter at JeremyBrand604 like us on Facebook slash mma Suckers, sucker, sucker, sucker as you can tell and with
0: that I'm out it's the radio it's the, it's the radio sucker sucker radio it it's the radio it's the it's the radio sucker sucker radio come and listen it's about that time yes download the show or you can stream online Eat it it's the radio it's the it's the radio sucker sucker radio Eat it It's the radio, it's the it's the radio, sucker sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the it's the radio, sucker sucker radio. Come and listen, it's about that time. Yes, download the show or you can stream online. Out!